From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. I think this is one of those movies where no matter what I say, I think a group of very curious people will go see this movie and... And I'm not even offended by that, but I'm also not even offended by this movie's very existence. I'm offended that this movie just didn't even have fun, that it wasn't fun in any sort of sense. This is Brian Mendoza with Flicks and Picks, and today we're talking about Weenie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now, for those of you who don't know, Weenie the Pooh has been in the public domain. All his little friends, except Tigger, have been in the public domain. Tigger will join the public domain in a couple years because that that character always took a little longer to be realized in the franchise. The original books, of course, are not relevant here, so I don't want to get into a history of Winnie the Pooh, but suffice it to say, those are really great children's books. Same with the Disney movies. Now, my hope with the copyright lapse is that Disney would not be the only company that would be able to tell Winnie the Pooh stories. I think Winnie the Pooh is such an engaging literary work for children that I think any company that wants to develop anything with Winnie the Pooh should have the right to develop them. I think that there are plenty of not only, let's say, British like filmmakers, because, you know, filmmaker, American filmmakers can definitely will definitely jump on it. But I think that British filmmakers and I've even seen, let's say, Canadian filmmakers express interest. But, you know, again, I only saw like an independent Canadian filmmaker on Facebook offhand say that they wanted to make it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, when you get when you hopefully your film gets good, you know, hopefully it gets big. But the thing about it is that a lot of independent filmmakers or a lot of filmmakers in general can now do Winnie the Pooh and include his friends. And I think that it would create new opportunities and new ways of like tackling that character, especially considering that I've seen a lot of literary works over the years, like Little Women, like get um, adapted over and over again by various directors. And so it'd be nice to see a new voice tackle Winnie the Pooh. I think Disney does a great job with Winnie the Pooh, and I would even say that it captures the books pretty well. But again, like anybody, I think it would be interesting to see like a British director or anybody just direct these films in a way that I'm really intrigued by. And also, I think it'd be good for opportunities for like folks of color and women to like tackle Winnie the Pooh because it is a story that a lot of those t- children. A lot of those folks as children read too. So it'd be nice to see, let's say, maybe in the future, like a child of color play Christopher Robin. There, see, there are opportunities you can do and a lot of conversations you can have about Winnie the Pooh, a lot of remixing, a lot of like, you know, readaptation. You don't have to do the exact stories, but now that these characters are free, you can definitely do a lot more with them. And I'm very, very happy to say that I am excited. However, I, when I heard about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, I wasn't necessarily excited. I wasn't necessarily unexcited either. I just sort of felt neutral about it. I was like, okay, well, obviously someone was going to try to tackle like a horror film version of one of these characters at some point. 
And I gotta say that at first I thought I was intrigued by the premise of this movie, and it's still the same premise, which is Winnie the Pooh and his friends have been left in the woods to starve. They befriended Christopher Robin as a child, but Christopher Robin had to leave to go to college, and so Winnie the Pooh and his friends started going crazy they went mad and then Winnie Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are the only ones left because they ate everyone else you know they ate Eeyore and it's like let's just say that's the that's the basis of the premise and so Christopher Robin comes back and I'm just gonna say this if you were intrigued by the idea of Christopher Robin coming back and seeing his you know friends acting like wild animals or whatever you are not you are first of all going to be so disappointed by the majority of the runtime of this movie this movie's runtime is mostly dedicated to this one group of girls that are just so bad i mean i'll give it i'll give the actors this they took the roles very seriously they knew what the hell they were in but they took the roles very seriously so i'm going to say this it's really sad when you take the part seriously and your acting is still not very good. It's not good. The acting here is pretty bad. And I was like thinking to myself, you know, these actors, I'm sure they're really trying their best with the material here. I think it's just bad directing. I think this movie is cliched as fuck. You know, like, I don't want to, so apologies for the language, but it's so cliched. Like, you just have a group of girls who go into the woods and they stay overnight and then they get killed off by Pooh and Piglet, who, first of all, don't even look like, you know, anything plausible they just look like really cheap masks on somebody and the thing about it is that they try really hard to put all this goo on their face to make it pass off like oh well they're like be living beings first of all we need the poo looks really off-putting in a way that's like it's fake you know it's not off-putting in a scary uncanny valley sort of way it's off-putting in a it looks really fake and i don't know why they didn't put <laughs> why do they think they can tackle this story first with that you know budget it looks so fake to me especially they look like halloween masks melted on you know they're made they look like halloween masks that were then modified as prosthetics it looks like crap i think that people are thinking that i'm trying to judge this movie on the standards of like a casablanca right no i'm not Casablanca well you know people think I'm being too harsh on this movie when I bring it up in person I'm like no I think this movie is quite frankly boring and even it at its own standards if you met this movie at its standards first of all get out of the shitter you know do not go to the bas bathroom and start eating shit that's what I'm saying, right? Like, this is the type of movie where it's literally asking you to go and eat shit. And you don't want it. It's not like it's not like Pink Flamingos, right? If we're going to talk about a movie that we meet at its own standards, like Pink Flamingos is a movie where I would call it the cinematic equivalent of buying junk food, right? Pink Flamingos is, like, a lot of fun, and you can have some joy with it. And the thing is that... It is a very, very fucked up movie. And it's low budget too, but it, it has a charm to it and an actual craft to it. This movie right here, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's too hard to look at. Not in the sense that it's hard to look at in terms of, like, what's on screen. The kills are not even that bad, in my opinion. I've seen worse. 
and I'm not a prude when it comes to kills. I can handle kills in movies. Trust me. I've seen a lot of good violent horror films, much more violent than this. But I just can't literally see the screen. It's so dark sometimes. There'll be scenes where, like, I'm thinking, okay, this they had lighting here. Why did they shoot this angle from this point of view? I can't see the actor's face too well. And especially since I think they're trying to hide how lousy the masks are. I think they really knew how lousy they were. And I think that the characters themselves are taken so seriously that you start to ask questions like, you know, you start asking questions about this character. Like the main character is this young woman who was I, I don't know what it really was but like harassed by this man and so she has trauma and she goes to the woods with her friends to sort of unwind take a mental health day and then like the whole movie makes it seem like she is battling some like trauma but then the film gives up on that and just has her sort of run away from the monsters it's it's a very curious kind of thing with this movie it's curious because I think that this is the type of movie where the actors try so hard to like sell it to you that you start to have to actually have different standards for this movie. It's a case where like at first you want to sort of like laugh and have fun with it, but then the actors aren't having fun with it. So you start to ask questions. You see, this is the the problem with this type of movie. It's the type of movie where it takes itself so seriously you start to ask actual questions about the world and about its writing it's the type of bad movie it wants to be it's so bad it's good but then you have these actors that are trying really hard to act and also it's it's almost like insincerely trying to be a so bad it's good movie it's not like Xanadu where Xanadu is actually like so bad it's good. I actually think Xanadu is has a lot of good qualities about it. You see, so bad it's good movies, you know, I don't really buy into the idea of liking something ironically. I think a lot of so bad it's good movies genuinely have good stuff in it. And so I'll say it this way. So a lot of so bad it's good movies genuinely try to you know say something or they have actors that are just having fun it's difficult like i kind of feel like when you're trying to make this type of movie there's nothing like worth saving about your movie if your actors are taking it so seriously or your actors are are doing it in a way where they're taking it seriously and then but they know they're in a shitty movie like, it's weird. Like, there's a cognitive dissonance in these performances because there'll be times where you can tell these actors have no idea what the fuck the movie, the movie they're in. And also, I think that the... just It's just boring. I was bored through most of this movie. I was so bored. Was there anything redeemable about this movie? No. I don't know. Like, I, I guess it wasn't, like, the worst movie I ever saw. But it was boring and the shock value of Winnie the Pooh killing people I'm a grown-up like I'm gonna be honest I'm a I'm a full-ass grown-up I am not a child that that looks up like dark art online and be like you know thinking oh wouldn't it be cool if Winnie the Pooh ate everybody like I'm I, I don't know there is something to be said about dark Winnie the Pooh art that's really engaging like I'll, I'll say it this way when I say I'm a grown-up and I'm not interested in this, it just I'm not interested in this movie. This movie is so, so 
boring with it. its premise. It doesn't do anything. It's just a sh- it's just a slasher movie. You can literally put Jason Voorhees in it, and it'll be better because then you know the gimmick isn't there, and then they would have to actually put in an effort to not just rely on the gimmick. This whole movie just wants you to have the gimmick, but it doesn't even deliver on that because there's nothing resembling Winnie the Pooh other than the dumb costumes. You have to include like elements actual elements outside of the characters in your work in order to make it appealing regarding the gimmick like th- that's why the banana splits movie was so bad too because the banana splits movie just had a bunch of people in costumes slicing and dicing people and yet it had nothing it never there's something scary about winnie the pooh to an extent like winnie the pooh can be like frightening in a sense like winnie the pooh is a walking talking stuffed animal you can make that frightening to people you can make it where people are afraid of that but but that would put in a lot of work and effort Having a man in a shitty Winnie the Pooh costume and a crappy piglet mask going around cutting women up is not really creative or interesting. I saw this one review or some, I heard of this one phrase and I'm going to, I don't have the person's quote, but the, the thing it was, was this one critic said that this movie is trying to be innovative, but it's innovative in a way where it wants to be innovative in the sense that it wants to figure out new ways of how to carve up women and that's it it's not interesting in any sort of way it's trying new ways of carving up women on the screen which have always have women's bodies in movies i'm not trying to make a feminist statement about it of course i definitely identify as a feminist so like i'm not saying that you know feminist takes are bad but that is a good point this movie is just another slasher film where women get carved up and that's it like there's nothing engaging about it and also i think the whole there's this one scene that rips off halloween kills and i thought you know it's different when michael myers did this scene in halloween kills you'll know it if you ever see this movie which i don't recommend i think it's boring i think that there's nothing interesting beyond its gimmick and quite frankly you can go online and type in a dark winnie the pooh art and you'll get the same thrill And even then, you'll get better artists, and you might even get independent artists that might be selling some art. Go support them instead, because they actually play into what could make Winnie the Pooh creepy. This time, it's just generic slasher film stuff. It's boring. Like, I was surprised that a Winnie the Pooh horror film could even be boring, that there wouldn't be anything at least interesting. Again, for the sequel, which they're going to make a sequel... If the filmmaker ever sees hears this, which I, I'm sure they won't, or maybe they will, I don't know. They got a Fathom Events extension, so their career is certainly not exactly in the best position, but in a better position. All right, so they need who. If this director were to listen to me, I would say, hey, play into what makes Winnie the Pooh creepy to begin with. Don't just make Winnie the Pooh a generic Jason Voorhees slasher villain. And don't rip off Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills, for all its flaws, was at least well made and had some craft in it. This time, you need lighting, please. We need the poop, blood, and honey. Bad, boring. Go watch something else.